Hi, I'm Marcus, and I support Gen X Grown Up through Patreon. You can too by visiting patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listener to episode 33 of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. Yeah, I am John. Joining us as always is Mo. Hey, everybody. And George. Hey, how's it going, guys? We have a lot of cool topics to get into, but fortunately, we get to start with one of my favorite part of the show, listener email from our fourth listener. Wow, this guy's really good at sending a lot of emails, huh? He's always sending email. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do we know if it's a man or woman yet, or we haven't figured that out? It is either a man or woman named Mike. Okay. I'm with you. <laughs> Fourth listener email is from Mike. Mike says, I know you guys have gone to different cons and free cades. Is there somewhere you go specifically to get a generational fix? The example he uses is in Johnson City, Tennessee, we have a place called the Silver Ball that showcases pinball machines and some arcade and table video games. Where do we go to get our generational fix? Actually, for me, I think it's where we're going to go next week. Yeah, another another one of those free caves, right? Yeah, yeah, we were going down to the uh, was the uh, Free Play Florida down in Orlando, which we've been to a couple times before. To me, always good because it kind of it's the closest I've gotten to that arcade feel because mm-hmm. they have all the machines set up and you get the sounds and it's just I just like going to those. George, how about you? Uh, I kind of like Southern Pride Game Room Expo. Hmm, that's good too. The one that I enjoy the most, I'd say, because uh, Free Play Florida has been fun, but it always feels a little compact and crunched in. Although I know they're going to be at a new venue this time. Expanding, yeah. Southern Fried Game Room Expo just feels a bit more expansive. They have extra rooms and they have wider things to look at. They have panels and discussion points and everything. So a little bit more like a convention, but with all that 80s arcade love and feel. <laughs> is there any place that's like permanently open other than a con and freecade, as Mike kind of mentions, that you uh, kind of go to? I mean, like anytime I can go to um, like a pawn shop or something that has old stuff in it, you know, I can kind of get a little bit of a generational fix outside of just even arcading. I remember when that was on the shelf and I remember when that was in Sears, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> there is a place here in town that opened up about a year, year and a half ago called the Cap City Video Lounge. You've mentioned that a couple times. Yeah, yeah. that's a pretty cool place it's a video rental place they actually still do vhs video rentals <laughs> and they wow. have dvd rentals they also have like about a 50 to 100 person little miniature theater that they play double and triple features nightly for five dollars so you come in there put five dollars down i went one night and they had the crow and dark city was the double feature oh, nice. <laughs> oh wow so that yeah. kind of stuff good lineup yeah yeah that's that's another cool kind of generational fix all right well cool mike thanks for writing into the show we always love when our four listener does write in and if you have any questions thoughts or suggestions for us be sure to write in as well podcast at genxgrownup.com with that let's get into the show you know what's popping new incredible the bubblegum that pops in your mouth where's the bubble that comes later when you put it in your mouth it starts to pop those tiny little pieces go flippity flop Sorry to interrupt, Gen Xers, but this show will be done before you know it. And then what are you going to do? You're going to need something to fill your ear holes with. And we're here to be that uh, ear hole filling thing. We're Blockbuster Nostalgia. We're a movie podcast that's counting down the biggest hit films of the 1980s based on how much money they made. Because that'll show those dirty 80s commies. Each week we have a few drinks. Or a lot. And talk about a different classic film. Which inevitably leads us to rant about things like... 
Where Luke Skywalker kept his sex robots. What if Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon was in fact a Velociraptor? Who would win in a fight between Rocky Balboa or a Gundam? How the Winter Olympics should definitely feature rabbit wolves on skis. We even cast Vin Diesel one time as a talking car in a Smoking a Bennett-style rom-com. And we pitch Paul Blart Part 3, the one where he's a Thundercat. We've been at it for two years now, so we have plenty of vulgar, definitely not for kids, fun for you to enjoy. From Die Hard and Dirty Dancing to Ferris Bueller and Star Wars, we've got your favorite 80s movies covered. Check us out on Facebook, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, now we're going to get to one of my favorite parts, which is media. And I'll tell you, mm-hmm. I just saw a movie that was really kind of cool. It was basically, I was watching Halloween. Wait, 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 and, wait, 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 no, no. Before you get into your movie, Wreck-It Ralph 2 update. It's time. It is now 13 days from Wreck-It Ralph 2. You know, I don't know if I'm looking forward to the movie because I actually want to see it or just because John will stop talking about it. Yeah, I don't even want to see it anymore. And I love Wreck-It Ralph. I know. I love the first one. It is only 13 days away. It's important that we keep everyone updated on how close we are. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. It literally, yes, it's right. It's it's less than two weeks because, now. Because oh, I'm so none excited. of the commercials on TV or radio or posters everywhere, none of that's actually keeping people up to date is when Wreck-It Ralph 2 is going to come out. It's only the Gen X Grown Up podcast that's going to do that for you. <laughs> yeah, if it wasn't for us, nobody would know anything about that movie. I think we are the primary source of all media. So, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Mo, you were saying something about a film uh, you saw. Yeah, before I was so rudely interrupted. <laughs> uh, me and John actually went and saw the new Halloween movie. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, yeah. I had really zero expectations for it. And I actually I left it. I'm like, that was a pretty damn good movie. Okay. I agree. It actually totally ignores everything after the first Halloween. <laughs> really? So Hallelujah. not even Halloween 2? Yeah. <laughs> no. Not, no. It is the only sequel that is absolutely sanctioned as canon now, according to the wow. creator. Okay. According to Carpenter, this is it. Yeah. And basically it's, you know, 30 years later or whatever it is, right? 40 years later. Yeah. And so Jamie Lee Curtis, after her experience with Michael, she just, she became a prepper, essentially. Like, running for when he will inevitably escape. Yeah. Like, she's learned how to use firearms and she's put traps in her house and floodlights outside and locks and gates and And just knows how to guns uh, and knows how to shoot. Bananas. Yeah. And then her daughter, that's where kind of like the relationship stuff is because her daughter, like, at first was kind of like, she was teaching her daughter as well. And then her daughter got older and realized her mom was like nuts because after like 30 years, crazy. you know, yep. really, I thought it was a well done movie. Like, and the people, when Michael's going around, of course, he escapes, go figure, not a spoiler, <laughs> right? How <laughs> much of a movie if he doesn't get out? Yeah, Just yeah, like really. the whole movie is her doing visitation the whole time. Michael, how are you doing? Yeah, really. <laughs> and the thing I liked about it was that the people didn't act as typical of these genres usually do, where they're like, oh, let's run through the cemetery. It's- right. <laughs> Michael just gets the better of a whole bunch of people. So they're obviously. a little more horror movie self-aware then. Kind of like what they made fun of during yeah, the first exactly. scream. More realistic, I guess. Yeah, we, we right. talked about the Meg where like people didn't just do stupid stuff like there's a shark out there. Right. Let's go skinny <laughs> dipping. You know, it was much more of a, you know, we know there's a killer loose. He just happens to get the drop on him. It's not a matter of like, I know he's out there, but let's strip down and right. screw on top of this mausoleum. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Yeah, no one's going to care. Yeah. <laughs> Who will know? Right? Who'll Nothing know? could happen. It was incredibly well done. I, I agree. And it's if you enjoyed Halloween, I, I found this film to be, it felt 
like a 80s film. Like yeah. first it started with credits yeah, instead did. of just jumping into it, which is weird for a modern film. Usually all Very those are, nice though, you know, right? end loaded. Yeah, yeah. You know, nice. The other thing that jumped out at me in Halloween was like so much how horror movies are done today versus the 80s was now like when there's a monster or a killer running around, it gets real eerie and real kind of quiet and everybody's, sure. you know, yeah. on edge. And this one, and I didn't realize it till it happened when Michael is on the prowl. <laughs> instead of silent, he just goes, like, yeah, I forgot yeah. <laughs> people in the movie can't hear this loud music. Just play it. It's it's fun. And as soon as it happened, it reminded me it felt like the original Halloween. It was great. I agree, Mo. That was good. So, and we know John's in top about Wreck-It Ralph. But John, is there <laughs> I, mean, else I don't think he's going to be able to talk, talk about anything else besides Wreck-It Ralph. We might as well just skip him. No, I do have something that is not even <laughs> peripherally related to Wreck-It Ralph. It's totally off topic. That's really? Right. Okay. <laughs> I discovered a new show to me. It's not a brand new show. It is a Norwegian sitcom. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm with you. Everybody still with me? Um, a what? So where is it made? In Norway, I'm guessing. <laughs> Imagine if brutal 790 AD era Vikings did a sitcom kind of like The Office. Oh, come on. No. <laughs> this is the premise of uh, Norsemen. Really? Seriously? Yes. Yeah. It initially started like a 2016 or so, but it hit Netflix just in the last year or two. And somebody turned me on to it. And apparently, a little known fact about it that I learned in reading a bit is they shoot it both in Norwegian and English. So they'll do a shoot, they'll do a scene oh, okay. in Norwegian, really, and they cut and they do it in English. So it's not dubbed. They do it in both languages for whichever audience, the same show. So I'm watching- The entire cast has to be bilingual then. They do. Right, right. It's not what you think it is. I mean, it looks like Game of Thrones. It looks gritty and grimy. Well, that's because it was the way it was back then, right? I've only watched like the first five or six episodes. Give you an idea. In the pilot, the very beginning, the Vikings are on a boat. They're bringing slaves back to their village. And there's this one guy who's this Roman- and he's upset about the fact that they haven't gotten water in a while. And, and, and the captain comes up and he goes, so you're a bit upset about not getting water in a while. Yeah. Said, and you don't like the communication. We're not communicating. And he's asking about the wages. How much money am I going to make for this? And he goes, I've got some communication for you. And he just smashes him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Consider that communication. <laughs> I don't think, are they long episodes? Or short? Uh, they're short. I feel like they're about 30 minutes or so. Oh, that's nice. I like those because it's easy and, to digest. Uh, and they throw you for a loop because you have this primary cast and then somebody just gets killed because they're Vikings and it happens. <laughs> yeah, There's a I scene guess. later where they're going on a raid and a guy shows up with horns on his helmet and they're like what are you doing he's like i'm trying something new with fashion he's like that looks stupid it's not even practical no no it's going to catch on <laughs> <laughs> okay that sounds funny it, it, it's lighthearted, but it's gruesome and it's 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 everything you'd think of a netflix show i mean that's doesn't mind being profane doesn't mind being you know making fun of the fact that they're out raping and pillaging and it really kind of focuses around the village life, what's happening politically there. Norseman, you can check it out on Netflix right now. There are two seasons available. And if you're worried about getting attached to a show that might get killed, George, okay. I'll tell you it's already been <laughs> renewed for a third season. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's about as opposite of Wreck-It Ralph as you can get. It is. Yeah, I told you. I promised. <laughs> All right. <laughs> George, what are you checking out? Well, we like podcasts, obviously. We're doing a podcast. And one of the podcasts that you guys introduced me to, like, last year, I think it was, mm -hmm. was Lore. Yeah, that's good Oh, one. yeah. Aaron Mankey, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then they did the Amazon Prime series last season. Mm -hmm. Some of them had, like, animation, and some of them had 
real live acting, and it yeah. was Aaron Minky that, was that wasn't doing bad the voice either. narration. Was, yeah, it was pretty no, good. I really enjoyed it. Well, Lore Season 2 came out. The Amazon Prime lore? Yeah, the oh, Amazon really? Prime lore. Okay, I didn't know that. And it is nothing like Lore Season 1. <laughs> it is... The, oh, no! It is the complete opposite and not in a good way. Like, no. not oh, at no. all. Imagine if they took Lore and asked Guy Ritchie to direct it. Oh, my God. That's what episode one was. I'm not kidding. It was like that Sherlock Holmes Guy Ritchie movie where it's like fast motion, then stop cut, and then flash a graphic on the screen, and then and there's no Aaron Minky in it at all. There's no voiceover. Oh, that's too bad. Lore directed by McGee. Yeah. I guess they tried to take... Over-dramatize it? They're trying to turn it into a thriller, horror, drama thing, I guess. They're still using the stories from historical facts, but they're trying to turn it into this overblown production. It looks like they got a lot of money behind it this season. <laughs> That's really too bad. Yeah. It's really not good. It's well, it's not what lore was and it's not good enough to be the thing it's trying to be. Gotcha. So, so far I've only watched an episode and a half. First episode, god awful don't even bother really Holy second cow. episode eh, it's not as bad and then the other thing there's no consistency between the episodes first episode was the whole guy richie thing second episode is something completely different are they trying different styles <laughs> or i don't know it's like directing by committee or something i guess i don't know what the hell they're doing Ugh. you know one of the coolest things about lore in general both the podcast and the amazon series i thought is its approach to it i mean aaron mankey is so low exactly. yeah i was about to say the same thing mm -hmm. even just his voice voice creates a bit of anticipation. Right. The way he talks very methodically. And even if it's you're only peripherally interested, it's one of those things where it's like a, a YouTube channel where you're like, I don't care what you're talking about, but you're an interesting character. I'll watch you talk about mm -hmm. it. Yeah, like the best example of that for me always was the You Don't Know Jack games with Cookie as the narrator. Sure, right. He's so a like blast. The game was fun, but it was the same game over and over again. But Cookie is what made that game super entertaining yeah so taking Aaron Mankey out of this lore just it has got to have just killed the pace it did with him in it it was a very like you said understated very like almost mm -hmm. like he's yep. telling a story matter of fact he's not embellishing it or anything you know it's like so back 300 years ago, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's just, I don't know. I liked the, the podcast because of that. So I think the first season was six episodes. You know how many are in this one? And you said uh, you're one and a half in. Yeah, I think there's a few more. It looks like maybe there's 10. I didn't scroll all the way down the list because okay. I was just so all disappointed right. after the first one. Like I watched the first one and then it auto played all to right. the second one. And I'm like, okay. So would you recommend listeners give it a shot or just give it a pass? <sighs> oh. Or just watch season one. I'm torn. Because, well, definitely just watch, watch season, season one. Again. one. <laughs> <laughs> just rewatch that one. If I say don't watch it and people actually listen to that and then it gets canceled, we'll never have a chance for it to be redeemed. So I kind of <laughs> want people to watch it just in case, it, but not in huge numbers. Like, let's all get together and figure out how many people can watch it What's so we can give minimum? them just enough numbers to <laughs> renew, but realize we're pissed about it and maybe they'll change direction back to the original. Go rewatch the first season. That'll achieve the same goal. Get some ratings yeah, and show them we want to watch the old ones not the new ones yeah so. <laughs> that's a good point probably do that well that's uh that's good to know it's out there but disappointing to hear that they've kind of broken it so yeah. all right yeah hi hi Fred. see how i make fruity pebbles in my fruity pebbles factory fruity delicious and as soon as Fred makes them i eat them fruity delicious <laughs> hey gen xers my name is chris i'm john i'm justin and we are another man's nostalgia podcast Every week, we revisit one movie, TV show, or game from the 90s or 2000s that one of us loved and the others didn't really care for to find out if it's actually good or if nostalgia has clouded our judgment. 
You can find us wherever you listen to Gen X Grown Up. If you want to relive your childhood, don't worry, we will. This week we watched a uh, baseball trilogy, which turned out pretty good, I thought. Yeah, we did League of Their Own. We did uh, Sandlot. Sandlot. I was not happy with those results. You want to hear some controversial thoughts on Sandlot? Y'all should check it out. <laughs> some very controversial thought. Anyway, guys, so we'll see you there every Tuesday. Thank you uh, for checking us out. Peace. Gentlemen, let's talk about tech toys. And tech toys is going to be a totally safe subject because there is absolutely no way that there's Thank anything God. Wreck-It Ralph related in the tech toy industry. I mean, it's just a movie. They've got some videos and some posters, but there's no tech toys out there. Uh, George? Uh, George? No. no. Are you kidding me? No. No. Hold my beer. No, I'm not holding uh. your beer. What are you doing? Now, would you go create something? What happened? I have a cool new thing that is both tech and a toy, oh. and it is solidly Wreck-It Ralph related. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> oh, no, God, no, 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 say it ain't so. <laughs> Why don't we just change the name of the podcast? Just for the next, uh, like, 13 days. So yeah, for I 13 agree. days. <laughs> so you'll, you guys remember these arcade classics that we talked about several uh, months ago, and we did a review on the YouTube channel. Yeah. They're like those little, little tiny, yeah. six-inch yeah. tall arcade machines. Now, they've done classics. They're called arcade classics. They're made by a company called Basic Fun, and they have Qbert and Pac-Man and Joust and Rampage and uh, all your classics, obviously. Yeah, they're pretty good, actually. Right. In advance of Wreck-It Ralph oh, 2, God. Ralph Breaks the Internet, dropping November 21st in a cinema <laughs> near you. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> they created one of these little arcade classics machines, but a Fix-It Felix Jr. Oh my God, which wasn't Wait, even what? a game until the movie came out. It's exactly. How can that be exactly. counted as an arcade classic? That doesn't... They took the arcade That's... classics branding off of it. You're absolutely right, George. It's not oh, technically okay. an arcade classics. It is in the series. It's number 12 in the line of uh, <laughs> the collection. Oh, good night. It's one of the good ones, too. It isn't the one that has, you know, LCD screen. It's got like a some kind of a little game on chip inside of it. Okay. And it is a dot matrix, full color, nice sound. And it's, it's fix a Felix Jr. <laughs> like all these, it's not the way I would go to play that game. There are plenty of other ways to do it. Well, sure. Yeah. But it looks great. It has the side art and it's already bought. I mean, I, uh, <laughs> I couldn't not, when I saw it, Susie saw it, until I get a full size one, this arcade classic guy, it's in the same series. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So for anybody out there who's producing any kind of mass market thing, just throw Wreck-It Ralph on there somewhere and John will You've buy it. You've got at least one sale. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I did buy the full line of Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet pop vinyls that came out. <laughs> of course you did. I have those already. They're on my shelf. And they're another toy as we're talking about those. Yeah, I went through Amazon and just did a search. There's so much cool new stuff coming out. Oh, no. Oh, oh look, God. you know, hubcaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got this Tweety Bird glass at Hardee's. I love it <laughs> because he's so cute. <laughs> I like Bugs Bunny because he's tricky. <laughs> so <fester. laughs> Could you use a helping hand on your next electronics project? Quad Hands is the ultimate third hand helping hands vice and hobby station. The first thing you'll notice is how heavy a quad hands is. It's made from solid steel and then coated with a baked on powder coat for a durable finish. And the rubber feet are gonna keep it from sliding on your bench and give you a nice sturdy work surface. Those flexible all metal gooseneck arms feature rotating alligator clips to hold your boards and wires firmly in place. And removable silicone covers come pre-installed on those clips to protect those delicate wires and boards. And those arms can be put anywhere you need them. No fumbling around with awkward joints that are difficult to position. The quad hands was designed to help you do your best work 
work. It's built to last right here in the USA and backed by a lifetime guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Order yours today from Amazon or quadhands.com. Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners can save 20%. Just use offer code GENXUP20, that's G-E-N-X-U-P-2-0. For your next project, let a quad hands hold what your hands create. Games! Really? Wow. My ears are bleeding. (laughs) (laughs) It's time to talk about games. (laughs) <laughs> you think <laughs> yeah okay Kirk. are you screaming for con <laughs> yeah, i was trying <laughs> no. it was kind of like a cross between like horror movie scream and kurt screaming at con kind of thing yeah i heard it yeah i got it <laughs> before we get into new stuff we talk about i want to ask you real quick george about an update on something you've talked about the last couple of shows you subscribed bought whatever a pass to this uh, no filter game mm-hmm. where they invade your privacy and send you texts and emails to kind of build yep. the story last time we talked about it you were 90 percent pissed mm-hmm. and there was a little little reprieve at the end because you had gotten a bunch of texts just the night before sure uh so it's been a couple more weeks how are things going with hashtag no filter now? <laughs> well um i'm trying to figure out a way to say this so we don't get sued let me think hmm. um yeah i've been kicked out of the game <laughs> what <laughs> Like completely. I was taking a drink. Wait, yeah. what? Oh, I know how to do a spit take there. What? <laughs> right. Yeah. So I signed up for this thing from the same company that produced a in-person live play game that I really enjoyed a couple of years ago. And it was supposed to be based around the idea of the game Majestic from back in 1999, where they do this privacy invasion stuff like John was saying. Anyway, I spent the full packet. I bought the VIP entry, which was $89. Mm-hmm. Little expensive for a limited yeah. run game, you yeah. know, six weeks and you... But it could be fun, it, right? The experience would be interesting. That's what I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. It started off okay, like I was getting some recorded calls and a few texts and everything before the game actually officially launched, and it just kind of went dead. And so I was a little disappointed in that because it seemed very difficult to make connections with people, which was what the name of the social media site was. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to give it a chance because it's a six weeks thing and I was hoping that it was going to ramp up and it got slower and it got weird, not in like, a, oh, this is getting weird kind of cool way. It was weird like okay, is anything going to happen? What? This is just oh, like... okay. Uncomfortable weird. <laughs> yeah, it was just like some pre-recorded stuff. And unless you lived in one of the cities where the live events were going to happen that you had to pay an extra fee to go to, I didn't see how you could get a ton out of it. At some point, I started posting on the little like social media time stream thing i started saying like Uh (laughs) okay guys this is getting kind of boring has anybody figured out what to do or everything so i was kind of coming out of character a little bit so to speak Mm -hmm. apparently that was a big no-no i reached out to him at one point and i said you know what i understand what you're trying to go for it's not doing it for me i'm not mad or anything but this is just not what i expected and 90 dollars is a lot to spend on something like this so i don't expect a full refund but if you could just cut me off and maybe half of the refund or something. And if not, no big deal. The reply I got back in like five minutes later was, you've done this, you've done this, you've done this, and we no longer want you to be a part of any pseudonym productions events. You are now banned from everything. Wow. And we're well, gi- yeah, and we're giving you an $89 <laughs> refund and don't ever contact us again. We're 
deleting your email, blah, blah, blah. What the hell? <laughs> were you like the 20th person to say something to them that day? And they were like, I don't know. I, mean, I didn't expect it that harsh, but I was okay with it. Cause I'm like, whoo, I'm getting either. $89. I'm out of this back. thing. <laughs> I'm still getting the emails. <laughs> I'm still getting the invites to the videos. I'm still being asked to participate in this thing. So now I'm like, was that like, an in-game thing? Like, are they messing with me? Should I continue with the game? Or are they just so bad at what they're doing (laughs) that they don't realize that they haven't wiped me out of the system like they said they were going to? I think it's the latter. (laughs) You know, it sounds like they don't really have their act together very well over there. Or maybe they're so brilliant that you're still in the game and you don't even know it. Uh, It's possible. (laughs) And if it is... I'll give them them $189. (laughs) Wow. What a roller coaster ride this has been. Obviously, the game's almost over at this point. You can't really join at this point or anything. But even if you could, I can't say that I would go back in time and recommend that you do. And that's really a shame. Especially the way they reacted to you. To me, I mean, if I was running a game like this and somebody did that, I might think would be like, hey, tell you what, I understand your concerns. Finish out the game, and if you're still not happy, I'll give you back your money. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, or sure. Like you try to save right. a customer, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> they were not about saving a customer at all, and that's fine. <laughs> I mean, there's about. I mean, not just not saving a customer, but man, they're like salting the earth around <laughs> you. <right? laughs> what the hell? That's okay. I got my eighty nine dollars back. I had three weeks worth of boring website browsing. I guess is really uh, all it was. Well, George, we still love you, and we'll text you okay. uh, weird texts at all hours of the night if that helps at all. Well, that, so, uh, yeah, we'll call you at all hours. Probably slowly, right? Mo, how about new stuff? Anything new you've been playing? Wow. Uh, yeah, I've been playing this new game. It's called Call of Cthulhu. Oh, okay. Oh. It's on the PC. Um, I'm pretty sure it's on all platforms. I haven't really checked, though. It's one of these, you know, first-person detective things, except it's all based on H.P. Lovecraft's Call of Cthulhu world. Mm-hmm. Appropriately. I don't know yeah. how familiar you guys are with that, but it's it's weird. <laughs> the guy was definitely on some serious drugs when he did this thing. Because <laughs> the whole premise is that it takes place in the 1920s, and you're a private detective, and, and basically you're sent to investigate some disappearance or a murder you think it's murder. okay but like kind of like his books as you're going in it it just gets weirder and weirder like it just unpeels like just layers and layers and layers that sounds like hp lovecraft yeah oh yeah big time <laughs> all of a sudden it's like you know you find out that this person was a painter and she painted these just bizarre other worldscapes and stuff and this is in the 20s oh so that's based right out of the original story then because i listened to the original yeah. story on one of the podcasts that i listen to called fictional they do adaptations of that kind of thing and that sounds uh-huh. just like the original story actually i think they base a lot of it on okay that i think and then you know and as the game progresses you kind of get more deeper into the story and the things just get more and more bizarre and I think they they did a really good job of that actually they definitely gave the whole atmosphere like a lot of attention which made it you know a lot of fun to play I'm still playing it as a matter of fact maybe a few hours into it already every personality you meet is interesting and then they did this whole kind of like you hit an area you know if you guys play Batman and you could scan an area for clues no, like that, that kind detective of thing, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. thing that you could detective do detective mode right. you kind of have that except it's not a detective mode it's just like you're okay I'm investigating this area and you go into this other like mode where you look at things and you're trying to reconstruct what happened in your head Got it. but they did it very effectively I thought it worked out really well so so far I'm enjoying it quite a bit so if you like that style of game I would definitely recommend it well let's real quickly do the uh, check the Corey scale on it. I was we have just about Corey. to ask. His <laughs> mantra is that you shouldn't pay more than a dollar per hour of enjoyment you get out of a game, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, I know. So, uh, okay, so how are you doing? Here's where I am with it. So I paid close to full price because it just came oh, out. Oh, how much was I that? I did find a 15% off. That's got to be 60 bucks. Well, the full price was like 39, like 40 bucks okay. full price. And I paid like 35. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. All right. But I 
think I feel pretty confident I'm going to get my quarries out of it. Really? For sure. 35 hmm. hours? On, on a game like this? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the game Most is going to take a while. So he can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I played like five hours already, maybe, and I'm like barely into the game. Maybe we need to add a handicapping system to the quarry system. Like, <laughs> you say Mo needs a sliding scale? Right. You know, because you're saying that he's slow and everything, so we need to adjust the quarries a little bit. Oh. You know, you kind of, a very immersive kind of game, and you know, you kind of get into it and the character and all that stuff. So you're, I'm just now getting into the weird parts with quotes. Yeah, knowing you, that's that's your kind of game too. So that's good. Yeah, exactly. So I think I'm going to get my quarries out of all it. Right. So that's where I am with games. How about you, John? What have you been playing lately? Well, as uh, both you and George can attest, I enjoy Mortal Kombat. Oh, uh, yeah. You oh, enjoy Mortal Kombat. All right. What you enjoy is kicking <laughs> yeah. our butts at Mortal Kombat. So zero. <laughs> Let me do this move that you cannot possibly counter because you haven't played this game as much as me. <laughs> Get over yeah, that's here. why I like it so much. It's just like the same thing hey, every I'm time. Do it right now. And he does it like there's no <laughs> yeah, originality. He, he says, hey, I'm about to do yeah. it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then you're like, he, st- he does it. It's the same move over and over again. He does like, he just, you know, just whip you across the screen, whip you across the screen, whip you across the screen. Oh, look, I'm going to whip you across the screen. Shut up. Would you do something different at least? <laughs> Whoopsie. Oh, anyway, anyway, John, so what's up? <laughs> so, yes, obviously we're aware that you play. Yeah, so. Now, now that you're done raking me over the coals about playing Mortal oh, Kombat, no, let me done. tell you. We're just giving you about, a chance to okay, talk. Just a breather. <laughs> you guys get your breath. <laughs> so I was poking around the interwebs as I do periodically, and I was browsing mm. something Mortal Kombat, and I came across some images that showed dozens and dozens of characters on a character select screen. I'm like, that's no Mortal Kombat I've ever seen. Okay. So I went looking around a little more, and I've discovered the Mortal Kombat project. Ah. There is this platform called Mugen, M-U-G-E-N. And once it was an acronym. They've long forgotten what it means, but Mugen is, <laughs> that's what they say on their site. They've forgotten what it means. That's funny. <laughs> Mugen is a 2D fighter simulator uh, and construction kit. Okay. Huh. Uh, and what you can do is people can make any character and fight against any other character. And so you get crazy things like Naruto versus Bowser and Homer Simpson <laughs> versus Sub-Zero and just any characters so you imagine. To, but somebody has to create the character. Yes, they do the bitmaps, the pixelation stuff. They do all the fatalities. They do all the whatever. Oh, really? Mortal Kombat Project, though, is a pure Mortal Kombat game. It's not it's not a blending or a mashup, but it's in the style of like Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, that 2D, slightly pixely, right. rotoscoped images. And has everybody in it from all the way up to the current games like Quan Chi that just came out in Mortal Kombat 4. They put all these characters in there. You have like 50 plus characters to pick from. They add new backgrounds, new scenes you can fight on, new boss characters that you've never seen before, new fatalities that never existed. Oh, wow. Everything is in it. And it's totally free. It's completely wow. 100% free. Hmm. Well, I guess they can't charge for it since they're calling it Mortal Kombat. They get in trouble with yeah, licensing It's just or a big fan service thing. I mean, they have the name Mortal Kombat. You know, NetherRealm is not suing them or anything because right. it's basically a fan project based off of an older UMK uh, platform. But it's not even using the Mortal Kombat engine. It's using this Mugen engine and completely skinned with all these characters. And you get to create your own skins, essentially. You get to create your own characters that do the Mortal Kombat move sets or something, I'm guessing. The originator did. So this is a closed platform that you get updates to. You don't have to build your own characters. Oh, okay. He's constantly putting out updates. So all you do is literally download the, the engine, download the Mortal Kombat project update to it. 
run it and you're playing this basically every Mortal Kombat game you've ever known mushed into one, but it looks like the 1990s era Mortal Kombat with all the characters that have ever existed. Oh, yay. So something else for John to destroy Mo and I at. Yay. Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So it, you know, really just falls right in my, you know, realm of the things that I uh, love and old fighting games and of course MK specifically. So if you have any interest in anything Mortal Kombat or fighting games, or you might even want to just explore Mugen. You know, we'll put some links down in the show notes. Uh, I've been having a lot of fun with it. I throw it open periodically, run it in a window and freeze a couple of guys and, you know, knock their heads off. It's fun. <laughs> Sarah Lee introduces new individual Danish. They're so delicious. They're so delicious. Three great flavors, each with a fruit or cheese filling. So delicious. They're Sarah-licious. Drawn and Paneled is a brand new comic book focused podcast from Gen X Grown Up. Hey, I'm George. And I'm Jason. Every Wednesday, we bring you news, reviews, interviews, insight, and commentary on the comic books we love. And we cover everything from the golden age to the modern age. If you're a comic book fan who enjoys going beyond the page to learn about the history and creators who bring the characters to life, we're for you. You can find Drawn and Paneled wherever you listen to podcasts or on our website at Gen X Grown Up. Talk to you guys soon. Before we wrap up any show, we always like to take a second here to talk about the things we're looking forward to in media games, tech, toys, all the stuff we enjoy between now and the next time we'll get together. Uh, Mo, what do you have you're looking forward to, my friend? Well, you know, it's kind of a slow movie season right now until the holiday thing kicks in. But something that's coming out on the 16th, I believe, of November is the next in the Harry Potter series, the Fantastic Beasts, oh, the Crimes of okay. Grindelwald. Yeah, the sequel to the to the non-Harry Potter, Harry Potter film. <laughs> the uh, Harry Potter world. And that was like, it's all end up with Dumbledore, isn't it? Yeah, he's like the, the, he's like the, the main, main character, character He's now. like the Nick Fury of these things. Oh, okay, you know? got it. <laughs> that makes sense. Grindelwald. Grindelwald was the character that he was fighting against in Dumbledore's earlier days. So yep. that makes so sense. Makes sense, right? The um, I saw the trailers for it. I'm sure I'm going to see it. You know, my daughter's going to want to see it, so I'll see it with her. And honestly, you know, I enjoyed the movies. You know, I'm not like a huge Harry Potter fan, but I thought they were good movies. They were quality. Yeah, yeah. So for sure. So I'm definitely looking forward to that one coming up. And I know John has nothing to look forward. No, to, no, so no, we can just no, no, right no. To the end at this no, point. No, we right? need one more moment. Oh come on! Listen, oh, listen. The next time we do this show. I will have seen Wreck-It Ralph. Really? Ralph Breaks the Internet. How many times? That's the question. November 21st. And listen, I've taken the whole week off. It's Thanksgiving, but I took the whole week (laughs) off. I'm going to go down to Disney. I'm going to go to the Disney stores. I'm going to get all the Wreck-It Ralph 2 swag I can. I'm going to get Wreck-It tattooed across my knuckles like Thug Life. Of course you will. I'm doing the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Joking aside, I've really been looking forward to this film, obviously. No. They better do a good job with this thing, because if they screw this up, John's going to freaking riot in the theater. He's going to pull oh, out an MK and just go There's, there's going to be hell to pay. <laughs> what do you mean Penelope is dead? <laughs> oh, don't even say that. Don't even joke. Don't even joke. <sighs> I've been so looking forward to it because of, uh, if you want, you can check on our YouTube channel. I did a little video about why it meant so much to me. You know, it's it was so well written. It's a parallel for parenthood, for friendship. There, there's lots of good themes in it. I mean, there have been so many like video gamey movies that I was so looking forward to. I'm looking at you, Pixels, that just <laughs> didn't have the spirit in them. <laughs> uh, this one, even though yeah. it's not based on a real game and it has cameos of real kind of stuff in it, the spirit of Wreck-It Ralph is always kind of what grabbed me beyond just the characters, though the characters are the tangible part of it, it just really spoke to me. And that's why I'm always raving and ranting about the second one, because I'm so looking forward to getting, you know, another dose of, uh, of what I liked about the first one. So 
Yeah, I, I hope for your sake that it's awesome. I hope for my sake it's awesome too. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I don't think I want to record the next podcast if this thing sucks. I really don't. Because it's going to be just depressing as hell. It's like, John, stop crying. John, John stop We're crying. We're recording, John. We've only got an hour. We're recording now, John. You got to stop crying. <laughs> don't even joke. This is not funny. <laughs> for every car in America... Texaco has great gasolines. Gasolines specially designed to give cars better performance and for cleaner air. Gasolines with one of the most advanced additive packages in any gasoline you can buy. Whatever car you drive. If anything in this episode has piqued your interest, we've put links in the show notes you can click on to find out more. Catch up on past shows and be alerted every week when a new one drops by subscribing to us in Google Play, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, TuneIn, iTunes, or wherever you like to listen. While in iTunes, take a second to rate and review the show. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. We'd love to hear from our fourth listener, so email your thoughts, suggestions, questions, ideas, or complaints on this or any other episode to podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is so much more than just this podcast. You can also find our video content on YouTube or explore our entire body of work on our website at genxgrownup.com. That is going to wrap it up for yet another episode of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. Now, listener, remember, we'll be back in two weeks with a regular episode of the show. But next week, we'll have the backtrack. Mo, tell them what the backtrack is about. Oh, this one we've been wanting to do for a long time. A long time. time. Video game arcades. Nice. That's like two backtracks. I don't think we're going to be able to fit it into one. There's so much (laughs) in the DNA of Gen X Grown Up that you can trace directly back to our experiences in the arcades, probably. And we're going to talk about all that stuff. Uh, we'll try to keep it down under four hours. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so, fourth listener, we hope you will join us for that. Until then, I am John. George, thanks for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, appreciate you. Yo, man, always fun. And fourth listener, we appreciate you most of all. We'll talk to you next show. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. See you guys. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? No games, no puns. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. This podcast is an affiliate of the GWW Radio Network. Visit Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, TV, cosplay, and more. Oh. I just I just see John like having one of these like in 30 years when he's like 80 and his daughter's like on the Hoarders TV show. He just won't let go of anything. Wreck-It Ralph, his house has just fallen apart. And- I can't throw that away. It's got Penelope on it. Look, I stuck a sticker on this cat, and now I've got 27 cats. <laughs> and the cat's dead. It's dead. Don't care. Don't care. <laughs> the sticker's limited edition. I can't replace it. <laughs> well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend, and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show, wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.